Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And uh, he is back in the state of Pennsylvania. I am in the state of South Dakota. Uh, we're very excited to have you joining us today, and we would love it if you could follow us on some of our other platforms. Check out our show website, trdshow.net, to follow us on places that uh, censor us and don't censor us. If you're looking for where that dividing line happens to fall, it's the line between Rumble and YouTube, where YouTube censors us and Rumble doesn't. It's the line between Facebook and Gab, where Gab allows for the First Amendment to be a thing, and uh, Facebook happens to hate free speech and is communistic. So uh, those are the dividing lines there. But we are on both of those platforms, all of the aforementioned platforms, in addition to so many others. And you can find links to all of those on our show website, trdshow.net. Check it out today. Also, send us an email. We've gotten a few of those recently. We always, always appreciate getting emails from our listeners, questions, comments, anything you'd like to send our way. Trdshow, dot, uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. Trdshow at protonmail.com is where you can send all of those um, requests for content, questions, new information, things you think we should research uh, emails calling us heretics. Whatever you want to send our way, you can send that all to trdshow at protonmail.com and we're looking forward to getting those emails from you, uh, even the ones where you insult us and our theology. Um, also, sign up for our newsletter. trdshow.net slash newsletter is where you can go to do that. Um, our mom does a great job putting that out. She has a ton of uh, resources at her disposal that she puts together and all culminates together in this wonderfully worded and very descriptive email sent straight to your inbox. So send, um, sign up for that by going to trdshow.net slash newsletter. Uh, so today is Monday. It's current events Monday. So we're talking about current events from a biblical perspective. And hopefully the uh, the technical glitches this week will be um, a lot less than they were last week. <laughs> uh, so, but I don't think that they're still non-existent, or I don't think they're non-existent yet. So uh, if there are technical issues or glitches, just please be aware that we are still working on it. There are things happening, and hopefully it'll all be resolved within a week or two. So, yeah, just to say that, to, to cover any potential issues that we might face today. <laughs> I've learned in this business it's better to preempt some of those things than to have to, like, send out a quick post and be like, oh, no, today's episode was kind of messed up because we had issues recording it or whatever. Um. Yeah. So we're talking about a lot of stuff. I mean, Jake is going to be kind of taking over this episode since it is current events, and that's kind of his thing. Um, We are going to be talking about gas stoves and environmentalism. Yeah, the newscaster over here. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) We may both be wearing ties, but let's be honest, the real newscaster in the room is. (laughs) Um, So after he does that and kind of breaks down, hey, this is environmentalism and this is when it rears its ugly head. And this is the dragon of the, the green dragon as Glenn Beck uh, kind of named it a few years ago. Um, I'd like to take a, a bit of a, a biblical approach in a slightly different direction and bring that up nearer the end of the episode. So we've got a lot of stuff to chat about today. 
Um, a lot of very pertinent and um, hopefully informative information to share with you. But before we get into all of that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is Isaiah 52, verse 7. And it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes, publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. And again, that's Isaiah 52, verse 7. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this verse because it's fairly self-explanatory. It's actually more of a, a, a consolatory or comforting verse than it is a call to action. But it also is a call to action. You know, we're saying the, the feet of him who brings good news, it's beautiful that people are working to do this. But also notice, notice the full verse. What is this good news? What is the good news that these feet are carrying every which way? What is the good news? Is it a limited, truncated gospel that says, you're a sinner, Christ died for you, has a wonderful plan for your life, and that's it? No. The good news is that your God reigns. The good news is that God is on the throne. Christ is on the throne, and he's reigning over this earth. That is good news indeed, if you truly understand who Christ is. Um, so I, I wanted to highlight that. I wanted to pull that out because I think it's important. And verses like this make it overtly clear to us that the good news we're to be preaching and sharing and, and teaching and spreading is not just a limited feel-good gospel. So you feel bad at first, messes with your emotions, you're a horrible, horrible, horrible person, which, yeah, that's true. And then... Oh, but look, there's hope. Oh, and oof, you're on an emotional high for the rest of your life, riding the waves of emotion to and fro and every which way and come back every Sunday. And we're going to sing songs about this emotional roller coaster that you find yourself on. And we're going to let you ride these beautiful emotional waves. And that's going to be your whole life. That's despotic. That's anti-biblical. Um... I think what needs to be mentioned is that, you know, Bruce and I are definitely not saying that that's not foundational and that's not important. Yep. But not the emotional aspect of right. it, obviously. <laughs> but um, but what we're saying is when we say limited gospel, and we, we covered this in an episode before, but what we're saying by limited gospel is that that's all that it is. Yes. We're, the gospel, yes, is the good news, but it's the good news of what? The good news is that Christ died on the cross to save us from our sins. But why is that important now? Why did he do that? He yeah. did that so we can then go therefore, as Matthew 28 says, we can then go therefore making disciples of all nations. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So to reiterate, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who share good news that your God reigns that Christ is king. And with that, I'm going to pass it back to Jake to talk about our current events this week. Alrighty, and as Bruce said before, I'm talking about gas stoves. But um Look at <laughs> that. Start out with Who thought 2023 we'd start out by talking about hey Stove. gas stoves yeah. <laughs> have yep. become a political yep. token now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um let me start out with an article. Here is the headline. A U.S. federal agency is considering a ban on gas stoves. Yes, hmm. you heard that right. Gas stoves are on the list of things to be banned. 
Um, again, uh, as I've said several times, this is an article from CNN. I mentioned it. I mention it almost every single time I bring up a, an article from the Alphabet Soup. Um, this is probably not something that you want to go to to find truth. Um, certainly not. I hope you're not finding truth in news articles. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, but just promising it with that. But a sorry, the CPSC or Customer Product Safety Commissioner, Commissioner, why do we even have that, uh, has said that gas stoves have caused 13% of asthma in children, have caused 13% of childhood asthma in homes. Um, the article said this ban is very possible at, at this point, uh, and the, the CPSC has said several times, that they could at any point ban gas stoves. They have the ability to ban gas stoves. Um, Lovely. People, of course, are not happy about this and have actually expressed their concerns. Um, and this, that is why... Can I ask you, Jake, does this sound like a consolidated um, power, uh, truncated abilities government that has jurisdictional authority over small parts of our society and justice or does this sound very much like something we fought and died for about 200 years ago uh over tea <laughs> yeah yeah uh well i mean this is certainly not what the founders founders intended it's what this has become is because we've allowed these types of things to crop up these types of agencies that mm -hmm. kind of rule outside of the jurisdiction of the Constitution. So yep. they're allowed to do anything they want. Um, but, you know, and, and people people are not happy with this ban or this, this supposed ban that could be coming. Um, but that is why. And I kind of this this whole thing I want to be talking about the the kind of like the the strategy of the left and in, in not necessarily the left, but the unbiblical agenda that's going on um but you know this this idea that this strategy that you know instead of banning the current appliances that are in your home what they're going to do is they're going to ban the future use of them they're going to ban the production of them so that it slowly you won't see any more gas stoves being used because you <laughs> can't get new ones because they're not being made um so instead of people being outraged that people are coming into their homes and stealing, the, taking their gas stoves because they're banned, now you have a slow pushing out of gas stoves and a slow introduction of electric stoves. Um, so that's their game. That's what they're trying to do. And but again, part of their strategy, um, the White House has said that they do not support a ban like this, probably because it is too quick and doesn't fit their slow-moving agenda. Um, but, again, and this leads me into my next article. But, you know, this is a whole strategy. They want to just move slowly, and you won't even realize the pot is boiling. Um, but um, this next article that I want to bring up is... The headline is, Biden rules out gas stove ban after Republican backlash. 
Of course, Biden will love a ban on gas stoves because gas is not easy easy to control. I I mean, not safe for the environment. Yeah, not safe. I mean, (laughs) you know, can't shut your your thing off that easily. But no, 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 it's not safe for the environment. That's it's not at all about control. It's that's excuse, Jake. We're running with that. Don't don't say otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, even even though you know burning coal in order to make electricity causes more emissions but you know that no get rid of that logic no that's not scientism that is not science that is not science that's not the science but um is the science yeah Fauci is the science but (laughs) banning gas right now at this current moment would Make people realize too quickly what is actually going on. So they have to move slowly. They can't do this quickly. And so, therefore, they have to work slowly to put out restrictions on gas and to point to make electric um, more profitable in comparison. So people are like, oh, you know, gas, we would have to do this. We would have to have this. We would have to have a have a hood we would have to buy all these other things so might as well just get electric convenient electric can be for you and your loved ones (laughs) even though as a chef electric is so hard to work with it's annoying to work with if if you well if you're using if you're using an electric stove and you haven't had if you haven't used gas and you haven't learned how to use gas i would suggest trying to go trying to move to gas and using a gas stove. Because... Do it now before they steal them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I've heard you rant about the the, uh, the horribleness of electric stoves for years, so yeah, I'm very familiar yeah. with that. <laughs> as soon as this article <laughs> came up, I was like, oh, I know what Jake's talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would say gas is so much easier to use, and actually, it is safer to use. Because you turn on an electric burner and you use it, you take your pot off or whatever you have on there off and you turn the electric off, it is still hot. It is like, if you were to touch it, you would still burn your hand. Whereas gas, you turn off that burner, there's no more flame. It's gone. (laughs) Yes, okay, maybe the metal, maybe the metal is hot, but it's gone. You're not going to accidentally cause a fire, whereas electric can cause a fire. Mm. But... I but, should know that very well. well. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, let's just yeah. say my cooking yeah. experience in the kitchen is, is not... To the point at which uh, for Christmas, one of my stocking gifts from my mom um, was a little mini kitchen fire extinguisher. So, you know... <laughs> That's how yeah, often that yeah. happens to me <laughs> with an electric stove. So yes, I should know that rather well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's there is multiple different things. I personally would say gas is way better than electric. But if in your own personal home use you would rather electric, all right, fine. You don't have to use gas, but at least there's the option to use gas. I'm not going to say you're you're not following the Bible if you're not using gas. Um, <laughs> I, I would. I'll, I'll say oh, no. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but the the press secretary 
It's not Pasaki anymore. Don't worry. It's a different person, and I don't know her name. Can't pronounce but, her name. Um, yeah. The press, press secretary said that she wants everyone to know <sighs> that the CPSC um, is not banning gas stoves. And she just ended with that. She that he fills is me not banning confidence. gas stoves. It just, yeah. I get a swell yeah. of no. confidence yeah. in my chest, or, or maybe that's just panic. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he, he's only wanting to ban the further production of them. He's not going to ban gas stoves. He's just banning the production of them. So, no, don't worry. Don't worry. You're fine. Um, <laughs> while on the outside... Biden is saying he is not banning gas stoves. Seems to be a good thing. Seems to be good. But while that is going on, Gavin Newsom enters. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Creepy music ensued. He, he has already signed a thing, a bill or an executive order. That's what it was. Has already signed an executive order to ban gas cars in 2023. Sorry, no, when are when sorry, are we gonna like twenty thirty five? Right. When are we gonna stop calling them executive right. orders and just start calling them what they are, which is edicts from a king? Edicts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from a self proclaimed king. Um. Yeah. But even that, even that, that is not as bad as what is actually going on. There are multiple cities and co- counties in California. That are banning the use of natural gas in homes. Just outright banning the use of natural gas for anything. Um, so, really, in that, in that, that doesn't only mean stoves. That means your heat. Um, it's, I'm assuming Water there are several heaters. other things to, that use. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think so, there's some, I don't know if there's dryers or oh, dryers are propane. I don't know if they use natural gas, but it affects a lot of yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. So again, while this is all going on, while this is on the surface, it looks like, oh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. We still got a long time before they ban gas stoves. They're already still inputting stuff into California law or an executive order. <clears throat> To ban this type of stuff. And wow. there are several states that literally have in their law books, whatever California does, they are doing also. <laughs> so it's called the Cal- Ditto California. Act. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what states those are. I would assume you, you, New York. You see that? You see that communism uh, over there? Yeah, I, I want that too. Me too. Give me, give me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, I'll do also because yeah. I can't come up with the right way to bring in communism. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're like, oh, I, I thought we were going for the slow, laid-back approach, but all right, let's do this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of that strategy, I wanted to mention real quick um, something that I noticed. Like, if you have been a long time listener, you will know that I love history and that finding patterns and trends in history is really interesting to me. And something that I found is just looking at the strategy 
of not only the left, but what I'm talking about is the unbiblical agenda, the un- unbiblical regime that's going on, and and how they like to go and do something very like crazy big at first, and then when everybody backlashes and outrages about it, they pull it back. They say, "Oh, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry." Then they start doing it under the surface. Then they mm-hmm. start doing slowly. And you see that yep. done multiple times in which they'll do this big, big thing. One of the things was COVID. However, COVID worked out for them. I mean, they did this big thing and people didn't outrage about it. People yeah. went along with it. So they were like, all right, I guess we'll continue. Um, but something also no- noticing in history is they did all this stuff with factories. Now, they were trying to get a bunch of people into factories because they wanted to produce more stuff. They wanted to make more stuff. They wanted to have just everybody, the the women, the children, everybody, the men, everybody in the factories. The Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't work out because you had child labor laws that came into effect. So... What they did was they instituted something called the public schools so they could slowly indoctrinate the children and slowly change them. So now they're still affecting a lot of things. They just did it very, very slowly. Um, And to be honest, I think this is kind of a strategy that they've taken from the Bible. This slow, progressive, moving Thing that moves slowly, but it moves consistently. We stay consistent, but we move really slowly. And, you know, Bruce and I have mentioned that several times. Um, but, you know, something that I wanted to mention. But under the guise of COVID, we were put under several restrictions. And this is um, what I'm going to be talking about next is environmentalism is the new COVID. What we experienced during COVID is environmentalism. Well, sorry, what we experienced with COVID, they're now, after COVID, they're now trying to bring that back because it worked out so well. So that is now going to be environmentalism. Yep. Environmentalism is their way of putting us back under new mandates and keeping us trapped. And sadly, the Republicans are all in on it. Of course, this should come as no surprise, as Bruce and I have talked about several times. The Republican Party is not, first of all, not what it used to be. But also, what it used to be wasn't even that great. Um, What it used to be was not founded on biblical principles. It may have had some biblical principles in it, but that wasn't the purpose. That wasn't the foundation. So, the Republican Party is really just a red-colored Democrat Party. But several of the Republican representatives have gone to what is called the World Economic Forum, which is a conference, basically, where they teach people how to slowly put in place laws and regulations to bring about the Great Reset, which is um, which is environmentalism, basically. But it allows them to bring in a bunch of communism as well. So... What environmentalism allows them to do is it allows them to put a ton of restrictions on us. And the whole point of this is for power. Because they want to feel like God. 
they yeah. want to have all the power from them for themselves. They yep. want to be con- be able to control every little thing that you do. So, and with that, I will hand it over to Bruce to wrap up the rest of this episode. Cool. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> um, feel like one of those newscast like. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> back for, to you in the studio. For Bruce for the weather. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> The Bible is full of qualifying and balancing. What we see so often, our our human nature is we like to pendulum swing. We like to go from one extreme to the other. We like to go from the industrial revolution, where we weren't really being super great stewards of what God has given us, and swing all the way to the other side, which is worship the creature rather than the creator. The Bible talks about both sides and tells us that we're to hold both sides in a balance. And so as any good Christian who really understands their Bible will tell you, there is quali- there are qualifying measures that me- need to be made. Um, and so often, you know, we'll talk about environmentalism uh, from a Republican conservative standpoint, a solid conservative standpoint, mind you. And we'll immediately discount environmentalism as, oh, those people are just wackos. This is just, it's just crazy, which yes, generally correct. But why? What does the Bible have to say about it? That's what I want to talk about. So I've titled my section, Being Good Stewards While Not Worshiping the Creature. So I've split this into two sections. The first is dominion over creation. And the second is worshiping the creature rather than the creator. And I'm going to try to get through those two sections in five minutes. So here we go. As human beings, we've been given an extent of authority and dominion over God's creation. And as we discussed in a previous episode, man can't help but take dominion. It's part of our nature, Genesis 1.26. This dominion, as with many things created by God, which he called good, God called so much of his creation good, as with many things that he called good before the fall can be exercised rightly and wrongly. Physical possessions, for instance. God called the things of this earth good, but now in our fallen nature, we need to be constantly balancing ourselves to make sure that we're not turning them into idols. Physical things are not evil, but we shouldn't make them idols. And this is the same sort of logic here. As Christians, we should recognize that this authority given to us by God, this dominion, which is good, part of our nature, this authority comes not from us, but from Christ. And there's a ton of verses for this. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Matthew 5, verse 5, Daniel 7, verse 18, and also Roman, Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Um, and since this authority comes from Christ, we must obviously look to the word of God to understand how to work out this authority. In scripture, we find two things. One, God is ultimately the one sovereignly in control of all things. And I'll have a whole bunch of verses. Psalm uh, Psalm 104, verses 1 through 35. Hebrews 1, 13, or I'm sorry, 1, 3. And then Matthew 10, verses 29 through 30. So that's the first point. God is still ultimately the one sovereignly in control over all things. My second point is that we are to be wise and responsible stewards of what we've been given. Matthew 25, 14 through 30, Luke 12, 48, Luke 16, 10, and Colossians 3, 23, and so many. 
other verses as well. These are just a few, and I've had all of these up on the screen, so you can look them up yourself. And I encourage you to read through these, bookmark them, do some more in-depth study into all these verses, because it's really important that we as Christians know our Bibles, and we base our worldview, and particularly in this case, our worldview of taking dominion over this earth, being good stewards of what God has given us. We understand that, and we base our worldview on Scripture. So look up all of those verses that I mentioned. So that's all about dominion over creation. A, us having dominion is unavoidable. God created us to be dominion-oriented human beings created in the image of God. We have no uh, recourse. We have no other option but to take dominion. It just depends on how we take dominion. That's not a bad thing. That's the way we were created. Now, we need to recognize that in Christ, we're to take dominion a certain way. And the Bible talks about that dominion. To be responsible, and we're supposed to be wise and good stewards of the earth, of creation, and of the things in this earth. All right, so that's taking dominion. Secondly, though, my second overarching point is worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Romans chapter 1. Verses 21 through 23 says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or, or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And notice what happened. Notice the order here. Because they did not honor God as God or give thanks to him, they became futile in their thinking, and then they started to worship the creature rather than the creator. Paul adds in verse 25 that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. Which is exactly what environmentalism is. Worshipping the, cr the creature, the things of this world, the trees, the skies, the whatever, rather than God who created them. Um, and that happened and because... I... <clears throat> Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interject, but... No, no, um... right. I think another important fact is that a lot of the scientific proofs are untrue. The scientific things to say, oh, the Earth is warming, global warming, all this other stuff. Right. It's completely untrue. Um, so I think the point also, like, I think it's very true what you're saying, Bruce, but I think another small and sub point, not as important as what you're saying, but Subpoint is that it's they're not claiming truth. They're not saying right. truth. And how we define truth is from the Bible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even if they were, even if that, we have to remember the first two, the other two points. Who is ultimately the one in control? Um, Matthew, I think it's, what is it? I think, it, which one of these verses? I think it's Matthew 10, 29 through 28 or 29 through 30 says that um, without God's uh, uh, control, without uh, a sparrow can't fall to the ground and die without God being in control. So all of these things, pollution, all of this, we need to put in context of, hey, who is actually in control? Are we? Do we have ultimate control? Do we have ultimate power? No. We've been given authority and dominion over this earth. From whom? from God, right? But who is still in control? Ultimately, he is. So we need to stop panicking and freaking out and thinking we are that important that we could destroy this earth through pollution. No, we can't. God is still in control. 
Um, So Exodus 20 verses 4 through 6 says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers to the children, to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me and showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And then finally, I want to end by saying this. When we shift our earthly perspective from taking dominion over the earth for Christ through Christ and instead focus solely on the beauty of this world, we have committed idolatry which as I just read from Exodus is a sin that's wrong. And we will face the same fate as those described in Romans one. Anything you want to add Jake before we finish? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget show website, trdshow.net. Check it out. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We are so excited um, and thankful that you Uh, listen to us or watch this today, please give us a like, subscribe, give us a five-star review on our podcast, whatever podcast platform you're on. We would really, really appreciate that. Um, And we are looking forward to getting your emails. So trdshow at protonmail.com is where you can send those emails. All right. Until then, we'll see you on Wednesday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.